strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. for being here and thank you to all the veterans who have served the men and women who have served this country and uh it is uh, it is great to spend some time with them as i did yesterday and today on veterans day as we thank them for their service to our country um We've got an election special coming up noon to two that I will be hosting. I guess I should have said that earlier today. Nothing like shameless self-promotion, but uh, continuing coverage here at KTAR News. And I mean this sincerely. I'm going to talk about the economy in a moment. But um, if you want election coverage, you want to know what's happening up to the minute information. No one no one is doing it better than KTAR News. And so I would encourage you to download the KTAR News app as soon as news breaks. When some of these races begin to either tighten or get called, uh, you'll be notified on the app. You can either read the story right from your from your uh, device or you can listen to it if it's happening on the air. But at 1215, right after the news expansion, we are going to dive into our Carrie Lake interview. I will replay that interview in its entirety. I've got some guests that are experts in the political world that will talk about what's happening. Um, and so it should be interesting to get you caught up on the election. We're going to do that in a little while. I want to talk about inflation because there is something good. And I, I we predicted this. It was happened because we saw gas prices come down, that that's a big contributor to inflation. Same with home prices. Home prices are down. So we are seeing, although everything remains high, we're still the highest in the country. We are seeing an easing of it a little bit. So I am very critical of this administration. I will always be critical. I don't agree with them. I don't agree with what they're doing or how they're doing it. The fact that the president was at another climate summit in Egypt today and talking about America's commitment to go full steam ahead the way that they've been doing it is causing prices to go higher. There's there's no arguing it as far as I'm concerned. You can say it's necessary, but they play a role. And if they're, if they're not 100% to blame, they're not 100% innocent, which means there are things they could and should be doing. That's my biggest beef with the, the administration is they keep pushing the blame off on other people. And even if it's true, let's say it's true that it's Putin's price hike. Even if that's a true statement, there are things that you could be doing to reduce costs for the American people. And the interesting thing about this, and this is where I do have a problem with messaging from my party. What I mean by that is we should – the way I think we should be doing it. As a Republican, if you want to win elections and win elections handily, the way you speak to people matters. It just does. And the Republican Party should be sending a message to the working class. We, we've seen there has been a big shift of non-white voters. Now, it's not going to be a majority of non-white voters are voting Republican, but they have had a huge shift in their direction because of the economy. Let's just face it. Politicians are always going to be politicians in the minds of the public. This isn't a popularity contest for everyone. There are some people that are diehards. For Republicans, Ronald Reagan is still the standard for Republicans. The Kennedys, John F- JFK, is still the standard for many Democrats. You know, there are still at times, you know, in Arizona, Barry Goldwater, you know, the, the, the father of conservatism. Reagan talked a lot about he wouldn't be Ronald Reagan if it wasn't for a Barry Goldwater. And so there are, there are iconic minds. And if you think back to the messaging that they had and what it was about, and, and when you talk about an economy and where we're at right now with food prices soaring and fuel prices soaring, if you aren't talking about how you would, can fix it. 
then you're not talking to the people in the right way. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Point out what you think is being done by this administration wrong, but then explain how you're going to get it right. You know, when when the president, President Biden goes to Egypt to, to a climate summit and talks, read, you know, talks about our commitment to moving in the direction that we're going. And that's fine. But then Republicans, if they're smart, are talking to the working class in America and saying, listen, you have been hearing from this party for as long as I've been alive. You've been hearing from the Democratic Party how they are the party for the working class. It's why union leadership, whether it's teachers unions or labor unions, they are largely supporters of Democratic candidates is because they've been talking for 50 years about being the party for the working class. And now the policies, they know that their policies are piling this financial burden onto the backs of the working class. That's the message to the working classes. You know, we we want to go back to the days where gasoline was under three bucks a gallon. So when you go to fill your tank, you're not spending this money. I'm not. So what the White House does is they demonize private industry and the oil companies. And in this pile of stories, the month of October, the first year of the fiscal year, the new fiscal year, they set another record for revenue into the United States Treasury. They are collecting record taxes into the United States Treasury. And they're still talking about tax increases. You want the private industry who is making record profits to lower their prices because it's patriotic and for the good of the country. You are being um, you are price gougers for charging the prices you are charging right now to the American people. You are taking advantage. Well, you pay the taxes as well. You, the taxpayer, you're paying taxes and the government's collecting record revenue into the Treasury and they're not giving you any of that money back. So it, 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 those, there's the messaging from the Republican Party that should be out there. The fighting and the infighting and the other things that are happening doesn't make sense to me because in the end, we want success. We want wealth and we want success. And that's where we should be – that's what the message from both parties should be. We want this to be a prosperous nation. We want people to have an opportunity and not equal outcomes. That's another one. I just – I get frustrated when I see these numbers. I in one hand, on one hand, it scares me being 55 years old because I'm closer to the end than I am the beginning when it comes to my work life that, you know, I'm going to be retiring whenever it is that I can. But I'm certainly closer to retirement than I was to the beginning of my work life. And so that worries me about the money I'm trying to put away and what's going to happen to it. But on the other hand, I'm excited and glad that I'm where I am in life because I don't have a bunch of mouths to feed in my house. My kids, I feel for them. You know, they've got kids of their own. They're raising families right now at a time when everything's becoming more and more expensive. My children are the ones that are suffering. I live alone. So, yes, I don't like the increase in prices, gasoline, food and otherwise. I hate it. But it isn't making me fearful that I won't be able to have a roof over my head or I won't be able to eat a meal. And for a lot of families, that's the real fear. That is a, a real fear. Matter of fact, very quickly, let me exp- let me tell you something. I talked about this the other day before I was off. Um, my friends over at St. Mary's Food Bank. Here is another uh, another uh, need. 
St. Mary's Food Bank is about 9,000 turkeys short of their goal. They only have about half the turkeys they need. They need about 18,000 turkeys. So they're 9,000 short, which means, do the math, 9,000 turkeys. They need about 9,000 turkeys. They want to feed families um, over this holiday. If you can donate 20 bucks. That buys a turkey. Last year, turkeys were $10. This year, they're 20 If you want to go to stmarysfoodbank.org, you can go to there and donate. Intentional giving if you're in a position to do that because of the needs are increasing around us. Coming up in a moment, we get you caught up on the biggest news stories of the day. We call it Did You Hear This? So hang out for it. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's get you caught up on those headlines. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. GOP candidate for governor, Carrie Lake, joined you this morning and discussed some of her ideas to changing Arizona voting laws. I want to get rid of the of the electronic machine. We need to go back to the way it used to be done. Small, very small precincts. You show up at the little school or the little church in your neighborhood and you vote there. What do you think of her proposed changes? Listen, I think there should be some changes or could be some changes that might help in expediting the way we do elections. There might be some procedural changes. I had some great ideas told to me by a friend. It's when you hear them, they're very simple and they seem like they would work. I'm not an elections expert. I want accuracy over speed, but I think we probably can accomplish both. I think we can do it faster than well over a week of getting our votes counted. And I think if, if cooler heads prevail, first of all, if the rhetoric calms down where people are... Uh, talking to each other about solutions, I think we could come to solutions. Right now, we have chosen sides, and we're so tribal on the issue, no one's going to give an inch. There's one group that says it's flawed to the point of cheating. The other side, side says it's absolutely perfect and nothing needs to be fixed. We understand somewhere in the middle is exactly what needs to be fixed. The latest Consumer Price Index report shows that prices are cooling off. They're easing off the records that were set in June when prices were up more than 9%. And back then, American families were spending almost $500 more a month on the same goods and services as they were the year before. Are you hopeful that this trend will continue? Yeah, of course, I'm hopeful. I don't I don't know that that's the case. Gas prices are on the rise again. Diesel prices continue to climb. Uh, so I don't I'm not necessarily uh, I'm hopeful, but I don't have any expectations. I want it. I want to be see success. I don't want to see working class people working three jobs and selling plasma to make ends meet. I want to see a healthy, robust spending time in uh, during the holidays. I want that for all Americans. I just don't know if it's going to happen. But a little bit of relief is better than the direction it was going. So at least we should be happy about that. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the headlines. After the launch of a subscription service to pay for a blue checkmark on Twitter, the company started battling a wave of impersonators. Multiple Twitter accounts have been suspended for posting screenshots showing misleading content. Now, the fake verified accounts posted as former President Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, LeBron James, as well as some big-name companies. Have you ever worried about being impersonated on social media? You know, no, I guess I should. I don't. I was just on social media having some fun with some people that don't like me. And that's that's about as serious as I take Twitter. I don't care. There's some guy that called me a shill and said he can't believe I get three hours alone every day. And I said, hey, listen, I want an apology. I get to show for four hours a day. So I, I don't care what people say. But again, I'm not somebody famous and I don't have anybody taking what I say. I guess if somebody made up account in my name and said horrible 
things or racist things, I would be upset if it looked like it was verified. But um, I just don't take it. I just don't take it that seriously. Vice President Kamala Harris made remarks at a Veterans Day celebration at Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. You stood as one to protect our democracy and our freedom. And even when you returned home and took off your uniform, you continued to serve and to lead in communities across our country. What is the best way for us to honor our veterans? Make sure that they have what they need. Um, we need to make sure that the services that are allotted to veterans at the VA and in other places are are um, are made that they're everything they deserve. Every they get everything that they deserve, and we've committed to them. That if you know someone that's a veteran, be there for them. Um, and uh, just thank them when you see them. And we understand that just like every other part of society, you have people that go through tough times. Well, I think they've earned our resources because they stood a post for us. And I think we should do everything we can to make sure if there is a veteran out there that is in any kind of a need, that the community understands that they've earned our help in making sure that they're made whole. Thanks, Julia. Great job as always. That's Did You Hear This for Another Day. We'll do it again tomorrow, Monday, I should say, Monday at uh, 1120. Um, coming up, we're going to talk about the election. We've got an election special coming up. We're going to have some important guests on with us to talk about uh, about the election from a couple of different perspectives. Emily Ryan will join us. Chuck Coughlin is going to join us from High Ground. Joseph Garcia, the executive director of Chicanos Poor La Causa, is going to join us. And uh, we're going to talk at different perspectives on what this election means and what's happening. But coming up in just a couple of moments, what we'll talk about is we're going to talk about the Maricopa County specifically, what's going on with the votes and what might help fix whatever issues there are. We'll talk about it next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. For being here. Uh, celebration of veterans today. The Veterans Day parades going on all over the valley, especially the big one down in Phoenix, uh, going down Central Avenue and then on Camelback Road, down to 7th Street, and then down to the VA hospital. Um, and uh, thanks for everyone who was out there honoring veterans today with some great events I was at over the uh, yesterday when I took the day off. I had a couple of events that I was attended and emceed, and it was amazing. I um, want to remind everybody real quick, the Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, We and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park February 25th and 26th. Tickets are on sale now, but if you head over to the contest page at KTAR.com, you get full details and a chance to win tickets. Um, we are going to talk, uh, by the way, we have an election special coming up at 1215 right after the news expansion. I will be hosting that. We've got a bunch of great guests. We're going to talk about what's happening in the Arizona election, what we're seeing nationally. We are going to talk about the way we run elections here in Arizona. And so all that's coming up from 12.15 to 2, and I'll be hosting that as well. But let's get back to some of what's happened in Maricopa County. I want to talk about solutions in a way. And what I mean by this is I had this – I was talking with a friend yesterday, and, and uh, she was telling me – we were talking about the elections. And it was a great idea. And again – you're talking about people that vote and understand elections, but not how elections are run. We don't know the legalities, and this would be one I'm going to ask maybe 
some of our experts about what they know about legislation because election laws dictate how ballots are counted. We had Kerry Lake on, and uh, as a matter of fact, I'll let you, let's start there. This is, Kerry Lake is the Republican gubernatorial candidate, and uh, she is upset, says we are counting ballots in the wrong order. She's never been ahead. They just only have counted the votes that have gone to the Democrats. The Republican votes, the day of votes, they count last. And frankly, you should count election day votes first. And so they are able to control the narrative by trickling out and moving towards finally getting a few of the election day votes counted. And I, I and this is the one issue I would I would be concerned about with that is if you are concerned about the time it takes to count votes, if you count election day votes first, that means those early ballots. Because here's the order of how it goes, as as Bill Gates said yesterday, first in. First out. So if you get an early ballot and you mail it in and it's received by elections officials Friday before the election, those ballots are counted first. As a matter of fact, they begin counting earlier, I think a week before. And so they are able to get through. They verify them much sooner. They verify them and then they count them much sooner. So at eight o'clock, an hour after the polls close, your first drop of votes are early voters that have already mailed their ballots in by the Friday before Election Day. So they're counted first. Then it's Election Day ballots when you actually go in on Election Day, walk into the election, the voting booth, and they scan your ballot. Those votes come in second, and you could see which way parties vote because the vast majority of voters were Democrat in the first drop, which is why we saw – I think Katie Hobbs had a 14-point um, lead. Mark Kelly was at 16, and and uh, there were big leads for the Democrat candidates. And I went to bed that night. I, I think I finally fell asleep around 1130 or midnight. When I woke up the next morning to come to work, the lead had narrowed dramatically – in all of those races. And so that was the shift there. And so then you've got the other early ballots that were either that were uh, mailed in, but they weren't brought in by Friday. So then the Saturday mail ins and the Saturday early votes, they ca- they read they record those next and the process of how that's all done. What if and this is a great idea. I just don't know if someone's going to say you can't do it because of this and it might make sense. But I still think it sounds like a great idea until someone corrects me. Why don't you if you are someone. And if, let's say that they the, the the push was go on election day with your early ballots and drop them off on election day. Don't do it sooner. Do it on election day. Two hundred and ninety thousand votes came in that way on election day in Maricopa County. What if there was a special line for people that have already cast their ballots? So you go in. You identify who you are with your voter ID, with your voter ID card or your driver's license, just like if you were voting in person, but your ballot's already filled out. It is a mail-in ballot, and you walk in, you identify yourself, and there is a special machine designated for you to just scan your ballot into one of the voting machines, into the tabulation machines. Then they don't have to sit in a box because these are these 290,000 that came in on Election Day. All of those signatures have to be verified. That process still has to be followed to make sure if you remember during the audit. 
the big complaint about some people in the audit was you can't tell if it's a scribble or a scratch or if it's this or it's that. And the verification uh, process is not very solid and they're not, which was pushed back upon. But that was one of the big complaints. You are not doing a good enough job to verify signatures and you're not using a a. Um, more, enough of a critical eye in making sure that that's an accurate signature from that voter. Now, I don't necessarily think that's true, but that was one of the complaints of the auditors. So now what they're doing is they're going to much greater extent, ex, extents, and they are also going to greater lengths in their training processes to make sure the people that are doing the signature verifications are better trained, and they keep telling them accuracy over speed. So then you've got 70% more than the record numbers of ballots that were dropped off on Election Day. It's going to take time. It is going to take time. But also that's the area where – and I don't, I don't disbelieve this – that just as much as we know that early mail-in ballots that were received before Friday are heavily Democrat, and I also believe that on Election Day – it was heavily Republican in Maricopa County that went to the polls. I also believe what they call the late early ballots, which were the ballots dropped off on Election Day. And I'm not outside the lines here. I'm going to talk to our experts in the special that's coming up about this question. And I don't think I'm outside of the lines. They are going to skew Republican. Now, it might not be 75 or 80 percent like we were seeing in you know Election Day votings in some of the precincts, but it's going to skew. It's going to go that direction because that was what was happening. And there are 17,000 votes, 17,000 votes that have yet to be counted that were Election Day voters that because of the issues with the printers had to drop their ballots into an envelope. Now, just just think. If it's a 26,000 vote, 27,000 vote lead for Katie Hobbs, there's going to be another drop today. That lead may increase. Let's say it's 30,000 votes that she's ahead. 17,000 is more than half of that in just one in-person voting. We know they skewed heavily Republican. So that's why you want to make sure you're getting it right because there could be huge fluctuations and swings still to come. Either way. Either way, it's one of the reasons why none of these races are being called. It's why you see Mark Kelly with a 115,000 vote lead right now over Blake Masters. Very few people are calling that race right now because they know that when that shift happens, it could have dramatic changes. So I just wanted to go over a little bit of how that is and why that is. Um, we got more to come on this, uh, Veterans Day especially. But before we close out the show, more on the veterans and more on elections. I think they go hand in hand with American freedom and what we should be doing as voters in, in this country. Uh, so we'll get to it in a minute. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, I want to mix a couple of things together before we finish out the show. I want to talk about Veterans Day. Um, it is something that has been immensely important in my life for all of my life, but especially since I had a brother who served in the Marine Corps for four years, and then he also served in the United States Army where he was killed in combat. I know this isn't Memorial Day. This is about veterans. And uh, so I've had a, a – a, it's always been something we've been mindful of in a day we set aside in our families. Um, 
but it's it's kind of a mixed bag for me for today because I, I, I was in a room full of veterans yesterday, 700 people at an event for the Veterans Medical Leadership Council. And to listen and not even to have the veterans speaking to me directly when I had time to mingle with people in the crowd, but listening to veterans commiserate because there is an automatic um, – kinship because they all have 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 been through similar ordeals uh whether they've been in combat or not in combat but to listen to the combat vets talk about their combat experience whether they're actually telling stories or just commiserating about life it was just a great thing to do and it made me think even more about veterans telling their stories a speaker yesterday was uh, general brady patrick henry brady was his name a major general united states army vietnam veteran helicopter pilot and he talked about american exceptionalism and one of the things he encouraged and talked about the low number of Americans, young Americans that qualify, that, that meet the minimum standard for military service. And that's that's very sad. But also the lack the recruiters are having a tough time meeting recruitment goals in the military. And I think one way to help those numbers is when veterans start telling the story of their time as a service member. And it's, it is it is war stories when there are war stories to be told, but it is also about uh, wanting to be – you hear football players talk about the locker room, and I love those stories. They don't miss practice. Sometimes they don't miss the games as much and the pain that you go through, but man, they miss the locker room. They miss the brotherhood in the locker room. So I would say the brotherhood and sisterhood of the United States military is one of the things that veterans miss. And when they get together, they have an opportunity to share it again. And so I think if they were able to tell those stories more often to their family members, I'm not asking you to go on a speaking tour, but be more willing to tell those stories. Share them with your children and your grandchildren about what that's like, because we are going to need this young generation to step up. We we are going to always need national defense. And uh, the stories are uh, Remarkable, the remarkable stories of heroism, bravery, and sacrifice. And I'll tell you, that sacrifice is sometimes not in a combat zone, just the things they do. I'm going to tell you one quick story of what I mean. While we were fighting the war in Iraq, we were rebuilding it. Um, USAID is a, is a non-governmental organization, and they were um, talking about programs of how they were, we were rebuilding Iraq, where we were building homes. There was a program during the war, Army Corps of Engineers. Now, this is while we were fighting Saddam Hussein and in Iraq. Now, whether you agree with the war effort or you disagree with us being there, this is about the men and women that serve in the military. Um, they were teaching Iraqis how to build homes, and they called it House of Hope. And it was such a popular program of teaching them Western building techniques that they expanded it and called it Village of Hope, where they were bringing in more and more and teaching them project management as well and starting an industry in Iraq of Western ways of building and constructing. There were many people that were not necessarily in combat zones that were in the green zones in the safe areas. And the only time their lives were ever in danger is when they would venture outside of the green zone to go and do charitable work inside the towns and the villages around Iraq. And I saw that and I thought, that's an American troop. I say soldier, but I don't want to leave out the Marines and the airmen. But that's an American troop. And that exemplifies what they are and who they are. And so Veterans Day is important to us. I want to say one more thing about uh, St. Mary's Food Bank. They're 9,000 turkeys short is the number they were short. 20 bucks buys a turkey. Last year it was 10. This year it's 20. Um, There are veterans that are hungry. 
And I can't guarantee that all these turkeys are going to veterans, but we do know that if you're able to help, if you can donate 20 bucks, you're going to provide a turkey for some family on Thanksgiving, and it might be a veteran family. So if you're able to give, it's part of our intentional giving that we always talk about. You can go to stmarysfoodbank.org, and you can donate there online, and it would be a great way to help out in your community. They do excellent work, and they can use all the help that you can give them. So I hope you'll do it. Um, we're just about out of time, but I'm here at 1215 right after the news expansion. I'm going to be doing an election special. We've got some fantastic guests that will be joining us to talk about what's going on in the Arizona election and why it's happening. So we were going to do that from 1215 to 2 o'clock. Hope you can stick around for it. And, uh, of course, we'll be back on Monday morning with another edition of the Mike Broomhead Show beginning at just after 8. So I hope you're able to be with me uh, in just a few minutes and on Monday. God bless.